hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. The Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Well, it's called like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right right back. He's not that Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. He- this is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Dexter. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. Bashir staggered by a big left hand. On a penalty shot. Score! Blue guard down the wing. Blue guard pulls away. Score! Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 62 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. We got a little bit of a different uh, pace for the episode today. I'm up here live, well, not live, but up here in person with Jay out in Iowa. He's been on the uh, guest on the fourth line voice. I've talked to them for years now at this point. Uh, we will be going over the top 10 Mallards tough guys, not exactly enforcers, just tough guys in general. Um, and I think it's gonna be a great time. We've already had we got a belly's full of steak, so he was a very nice host. He wine and dined me. I, I got him all liquored up, so who knows where the night will take us at this point. But nonetheless, we will make it happen. Jay, how you doing tonight? Uh, Alec, I'm doing great. I appreciate the hell out of you coming up here, man. You brought me a wonderful bottle of alcohol. I don't know if my my pants coming off were part of that plan, um, <laughs> but I guess we'll see what the night holds. There you go. Yeah, he's he's got his drinking horn out. Um, literally, it's literally like a Viking horn drinking out of it. Um, so, and I apologize for audio quality here. I'm sure it's going to sound fine, but I don't have the usual pop filter or whatever. Um, so I'm just kind of holding the mic going back and forth, but I think we'll be all right. Uh, you know, before we get going, I'm not going to do any, like, I, I, we're going to record this episode and I'm not going to go over an intro or anything like that. We're just going to leave it as is. So got to give a shout out to the usual suspects. First and foremost, the five for fighting is now, uh, proudly presented by six, uh, six pack coverage who is a brand new media company starting out of Nashville. I took a picture for them, sent it to them, uh, you know, on our drive up here to Iowa, we got to go through Nashville saying, uh, you know, beers are on me next time, boys. So hopefully we can finally link up and actually meet the, uh, the folks who were kind enough to sign the podcast on. And uh, maybe I should say crazy enough to sign the actual podcast on, but nonetheless, we made it happen. So I encourage you to go check out their, uh, their website. You can go to just sixpackcoverage.com and, uh, go through. They have a show for all sports, not just hockey. They got you know baseball, basketball, football, uh, college football, plenty to go there. So um, if you're looking for other, to get your fix for other sports, I encourage you to go over to that website. And we will, you know, I don't know if we're allowed to mention his name in this household, but Darren over at Fourth Line Voice, uh, he was he had me and me and Jay on at one point. I don't know if he was just trying to sink his ratings at that, um, or if he was just hurting for guests that bad where he needed us. So. He was, he was, you know, when it comes to the point when you reach bottom and you have to bring out the heavy equipment to keep digging and digging and digging, and then 30 or 40 feet down, we're up there waving, it's, <laughs> it, it, it might be time to hang up the headphones. 
Yeah, so I know he's. And I, I was, I was, you know, kind of bragging to him. He was, uh, we were talking today. I said, you know, yeah, the weather out in Florida is like 87 right now. Meanwhile, he's dealing with like minus 30 in snow. So, and we haven't, we don't have any snow up here in Iowa either. No, it's, we we don't want snow up here. Keep that. I, I I know you you would like a little cooler temperatures down here. Um, gonna be 60 here. I think tomorrow or Friday. I'm happy you brought that up with you, but keep that white stuff out of the forecast. <laughs> so, you know, Dar- Darren, we're, we're, we're thinking of you, and I'll be thinking about you next week when I'm sipping a pina colada beachside in Fort Myers again once I get back down there. Um, and, of course, we can't forget Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box. Uh, well, I don't even know if I mentioned it before with Darren, but Darren was the original Enforcer podcast. Sorry to get sidetracked here. He's just wasting We're a few beers deep, you know. We got, we got liquor going, so it's fun for the whole family. Um, but Darren was the original Enforcer podcast. He's got a tremendous back catalog. Um, I know he just had uh, William Chipaway, who runs the Hockey Fights and Brawls page on. He just had Chris on, who was a, a bouncer up in Buffalo, and he's got some great stories, uh, you know, from Sabres tough guys. And uh, I know he is a big fight fan. He does great write-ups on the Enforcer Appreciation site. But nonetheless, uh, Darren has, you know, tremendous back catalog. Uh, he's got John, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, Dan Kopeck, uh, Joey Tedaranko, the list goes on. And then Joe on the other side with the Islanders and Forcers. Um, as you can tell by the name Coliseum Chronicles. He's got a tremendous back catalog. Got like a five-part saga with Trevor Gillies. He's had on um, Mike McWilliam, Kerry Clark. Uh, great back catalog from both guys. So I encourage everybody to go check those out. Um, but with you know getting those asshole shout-outs out of the way, we will get into the meat and potatoes of the episode here, which is Mallards, tough guys. That we're talking the Quad City Mallards. And Jay, how long have you been a Mallards fan for? Well, my my first season of being a fan was the first season the Mallards came in, um, 95, 96, I want to say. Probably could have looked that up. I apologize. Um, first season, I kind of went here and there to games. Second season, I had season tickets, and I was pretty much hooked from there. You know, it started out in the old Colonial League. And then I went to the United League, and there was not, for my money, there was not a better league to watch hockey than the old United League. Every team had two or three tough guys, legit heavies. Every team had two or three guys that could put, you know, 70, 80, 90 points on the board. And there was always some kind of crazy shit going on behind the play. No, for sure. And, you know, the Mallards, I think of, well, of course, it's the Quad City Storm now. They played their last game in the, it was the ECHL. Um, a few years back, I want to I think it was like probably 2016. Does that sound about right? This is the third year of the storm. So counting the, the COVID off year, four years ago, the Mallards played their last game. Yeah. Um, and the league holds the naming rights to the Mallards, which is why they chose a new name for the Southern League team. But it's it was a hell of a ride when they had the team here. Yeah, it's funny because, well, they've got not only a rich history of toughness, but they they lasted a long time for a minor pro team to last that long, especially in because uh, they went from the Colonial League to the United League. And then after that, it was the U or it was the uh, the IHL. And then after that, they were in the CHL for a quick second. And then it went to the ECHL. So to last that long, um, it's almost like they're given, you know, the Norfolk Admirals a run for their money because Norfolk has been around for quite a while, too. Um, but they've had plenty, plenty of toughness to ground. Even with the storm, they still have a, a, a decent amount of chippiness. Am I wrong? Oh no, you're not. And and that's why I like the Southern League nowadays. I know you're a big ECHL guy now. Um, jumping on that bandwagon real hard when you're down there. <laughs> but the Southern League, um, as far as I know, they're the only professional. Aside from the NHL, they're the only professional league that doesn't have a fight limit. Um, as you know, you and I have discussed, yep. there's not even a misconduct penalty for instigator anymore. Um, I want to say that 
it's a three fight and you're out rule as opposed to most leagues have a two fight and you're out rule. But it's it, it's a hell of a league. I, I love it. It's it's as close as you're going to get in nowadays hockey to the old United League. I know it's 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 still a stretch to say, but it's as close as you're going to get to that style of play in 2021. No, for sure. And I, I think, you know, going – if you look at all the leagues now, once you get to the ECHL is when it starts to get there. But then, of course, they got the 10-fight rule and all that bullshit. And um, they've got certain rules when it comes to, like, being the aggressor and the instigator. I've looked it up, and I, I kind of can't think of it off the top of my head. But they've got a bunch of different rules for fighting. I know you're not even allowed to, like, remove your elbow pads. That's an extra two, I think. But I know you said if in the ECHL – is there a is there a tilt going? Oh, hold on, we got a we got a we got a fight going. We we got we got how is it thrower? Uh, twenty four and fifteen. Uh, I'm not sure. That might be twenty four is how. Oh shit! Ooh. he just dropped oh. the hell out of him. So we got the we got the we got the Atlanta Gladiators and the Jacksonville Icemen on in the background. You know how it's about to be fired up oh, doing man. the hand wipe. Oh, oh, you the love to see it. You love to see it. Shoulder pad hanging off the jersey. <laughs> Only here on the Five for Fighting podcast will we just fucking stop everything mid-interview for a hockey fight. You love to see it. Tremendous. I, I think that might have been no guard. I'm not too, too familiar. Also, and then with the Jacksonville Iceman, the flights for fights winner. So the, the Jacksonville... Know, there's, there's a brewing company that gives away a prize when there's a fight. The Jacksonville Iceman will give away a prize to a certain section in a row if there's a fight on, um, during the game. Which is just tremendous. That is peak minor pro hockey. Come on, we, we got to give Wicked Barley Brewing Company a shout out. <laughs> yeah, Wicked Barley. Just, <laughs> just for that promotion, you're fantastic. Whoever that is. That was the whole reason we didn't meet it. We were like, ah, should we meet us? And ah, maybe there will be a fight. And that's why we were talking about earlier. We said we should watch Travis Howe. Uh, he's had a great rivalry with Newber, And I know he hasn't had a fight in a minute. We And Atlanta's got the two thrower brothers. Josh Thrower who hasn't had a fight. We're hoping for a replay. Um, if not, you'll be, you'll definitely be able to not find it on my YouTube channel because I definitely don't post ECHL fights. Cause why would I ever do that? Um, but it seemed to be a good fight. It looked like how definitely got the best of them. I think it might've been no guard he went with. So that was, that was pretty solid though. I'm not, uh, oh, here we go. Oh, maybe a replay, maybe some cheesy minor league hockey graphics you do not get in the AHL or the NHL. <laughs> everybody is telling everybody to get loud. I don't think we'll get a replay here, unfortunately, but like I said, you give. By the time this is over and this episode's out, the fight will already be up on my Michael YouTube Turner, channel. Michael Turner, number fifteen. Oh, Michael Turner. Yeah, it was fifteen. Yep. Michael Turner weighing in at six three two fifteen. Big boy. Big boy, but Travis how good? Travis how definitely got him. So, well, there we go. You love to see it. Nice little live fight commentary over here. So we, yeah, we had the game on. It was the one, the, the only game in the ECHL, and that's why I chose to come over here on this night. I was like, yeah, well, we'll throw the game on, see what happens, and. Atlanta's a decently tough team, and so is Jacksonville. And sure as shit, we got ourselves a nice little fight going here. So that was uh, that was en- enjoyable to see. We'll see if we get any more action later because I know uh, Jacksonville has friend on the team, and then uh, the Gladiators have, like I said, both the Thrower brothers, and then also No Guard, who is uh, the, the, all three of those guys will go. But I kind of forget where we were at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> um, so anyways, I guess we'll just get into the episode here, and we'll get into the meat and potatoes as you just heard our lovely fight banter back and forth while one was going on. But like I said, you'll be able to check that out later on my YouTube channel, or not check it out because we definitely don't post ECHL fights. Um, no, and I did not I did not have at least a dozen removed from my YouTube channel when the Mallards were in the ECHL. Thank you, East Coast Hockey League. I really <laughs> appreciate the 60 or 90 day YouTube jail that I was put in. Thanks to you. Thanks a lot, YouTube. Um, 
I'm, I'm just wait, I'm waiting for my fucking channel to get removed or you know get get put into the uh, YouTube jail or whatever. Even the NHL trademarked like one of my Chris Nyland videos from the '80s. I was like, oh yeah, thanks. I think it's the one where he's talking about fighting O'Reilly and Jonathan. Well, you're, you're, you're making you know tens of thousands of dollars on a oh, YouTube yeah. on a YouTube uh, video that gets. Eh, Five, six, seven, seven thousand views. Actually, well, the Nyland one before, because it got taken down for some reason. I forget why, but before it got taken, it was like twenty six or twenty seven thousand views. Fancy. I know, but besides that, all the tens and tens and tens of folks that watch my uh, watch my channel. Um, you know, it, it must be nice to have like fourth line voice subscriber numbers. My <laughs> oh, my I know it. my one hundred and sixty four subscribers or whatever get my SPHL content right away. And folks, you know, listen, I encourage you, if you go over to Fourth Line Voices YouTube and you see a video that's really grainy or the fight is really short, he loves when you complain about the quality of the video or as to why he'd even post that fight. Please go, just go do that. He loves the uh, the suggestion box in that. And um, I encourage you to go <laughs> spew all over his YouTube channel. Well, it's, he, he likes the fan interaction. Oh, yeah. Regardless of it's, if it's on YouTube or you can email him at hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Because Fourth Line Voice is very, very old, and he actually has a Hotmail account <laughs> because he still logs on with his, you know, 56K modem. It sounds like a robot being attacked. I'm, su I'm surprised he doesn't have, like, an old Angel Fire website <laughs> up from back in the day. That, oh, now, now I'm dating myself with that because I don't even think, if you're a younger listener, you probably don't even know what the hell a fucking Angel Fire website is. I'm only 25. <laughs> Geocities.com backslash Fourth Line Voice. You can check out all his content. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, you know enough. Enough. You know we've we've sponsored him enough. That motherfucker. We'll wait for our checks in the mail for this holiday. You better be a Jelly of the Month Club subscription. Um, so we'll, we'll get into the episode here. Um, so you know, like I said, Quad City has a very rich history of tough guys, and so this will be covering their entire existence. It's not like you know these are just colonial guys or UHL guys. It'll all be um, throughout the entire league. So the Colonial League, the UHL, IHL, CHL, ECHL. Um, Jay was kind enough to go grab a refill on some brewskis for his. He's got, he's got, <laughs> he's got to fill his fill his horn up. <laughs> that, I, I'm not entirely sure, like the uh, suggestive connotation to that, <laughs> but I'm not sure I didn't like it exactly. So we'll start it off here. Number ten for the Quad City Mallards all-time tough guy list. Who do we have at number ten? Uh, number ten, I have to go with the guy. He spent three years with the Mallards, all in the Central League. Uh, my name is Jason Costadine. He was a guy, he, he would fight anyone. He was a little undersized, kind of had a couple screws loose. He would run his mouth all the time, you know, go out there, throw a hit here, there, big body checks, and he was greasy as shit. Um, he put up pretty solid PIM numbers, what, in three years, eh, about 450 PIMs. I remember a night Wichita was here, and... At the end of the game, Costadine was running his mouth. Mallards won, beat the uh, the old Wichita Thunder. And Lizon jumped off the bench and went after him at the end of the oh, game. Caused caused a big, you know, a big to do, but he was entertaining as hell. And I remember there was a uh, an intro video where he would take his nose and push it all the way to the side of his face. Oh shit! I will never forget that. And he played, you know, the last three years of his career, hung him up here in Quad City. Lived here for a little while, but he was entertaining as hell. Some of these guys, you know, I might know him, I might not. Uh, you know, I of course, people who listen to the podcast will know I'm a, I'm a Quad City Mallards fan. Uh, this the team that got me into hockey, but I moved away 
when I was about two years old down to Florida, and I would go back every it was every other winter. Yeah, every other winter I'd go there every summer, but every other winter I'd go back. So that's when we catch games. And some of these guys I might be familiar with, some I might not be. Um, but putting the nose all the way to your <laughs> to the side of his face for an intro video, just tremendous. It's peak minor pro hockey. I don't think you can get any better than that. No, it's you're not seeing that when you know Sidney Crosby gets introduced or. Yeah, that that's the thing that comes to me. Modern or you know modern hockey. Yeah, I don't watch the NHL. That that's your show. No, no, no. I I told you I went to one fucking game. This uh, it was the the home opener, and when they were down like six to one or five to one, and there there wasn't even a scrum the entire game versus the Penguins. I said that I'm fucking that that's it. I'm done. I am done with it. Well, you do realize that whenever you text me or call me, Sidney Crosby's face pops up. Does it really? Yes. You motherfucker. I mean, I'd, 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 you'd probably prefer Sidney Crosby's mug over mine anyhow, but... Oh, oh shit. Getting after it. That is <laughs> fucking terrible. And yet, there it is. A Sidney Crosby picture for whenever I call Jay or text him. Well, terrible. That's, that's who I associate with. You know, you're, you're a different, genuine, different uh, generation than I am. And that's who I associate you with. You even kind of look the same, except your facial hair is is a little more full. Yeah, I, was, I like to think I got, you know, it's funny. I was like, for the longest time when I was in the Marines. So even though, you know, uh, you're supposed to shave every day, I can get away without shaving for like three days when I was like 18 and 19. I could not grow a beard to save my life and then finally able to do it. So that's that's great. I probably look so beautiful. <laughs> well, oh, great. Well, now we got Yuka over here on Twitter. Um guy's <laughs> supposedly on his second honeymoon good lord jay i know you're listening out in finland you motherfucker but um anyways moving on number nine who do you got number nine i got a guy named dave stewart he played one year for the mallards in the uh the united league and this was a guy he was a little undersized but he would fight absolutely anybody they have him listed on hockey db as 511 he he wasn't 5'11 on skates. <laughs> he was a generous 5'8, I would say. Um, like I said, he'd fight anybody. Uh, the, the next year, he w- the year after he was with the Mallards, he played for Missouri and Flint, fought Cody Doucette, uh, fought the Hammer Tremblay. He would fight fucking everybody. But his claim to fame was he is the one fight that Chris Chelios had in the UHL. Also when he was with uh, Motor City? Yes, sir. And we were, which the fight is actually up on my YouTube channel. If you search, you know, Chris Chelios, Dave Stewart, you'll see it. Is that when they had like the 10 year anniversary jerseys? Yes, on? sir. Okay, I know exactly what fight you're yeah, talking those, about. Yeah, those like gradient gray to blue mm-hmm. Pro Joy jerseys. Have one of those in the hanging up in the closet downstairs. Um, what's funny is the night before that trip, we went to Motor City and then they played in Kalamazoo the next night. I felt like utter dog shit. Went to the doctor. Doctor gave me like, Two or three different kinds of prescriptions. He said, you know, take these. I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm going out of town. Can I take these with alcohol? He said, uh, you probably shouldn't, but go ahead. Excuse me. Well, across the street from where Motor City played, where's an Italian restaurant, and they had one liter mugs of beer. So there was four of us. I had eh, four, five, six of those. We go Four, to the five, six, seven, you know, one of those numbers. A, a, a number less than eight. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the game, and I, I'm, I'm loopy on cold meds, and just I pounded the beers to the Italian restaurant. So the video is grainy as shit, but at least it's on YouTube of Chris Chelios fighting Dave Stewart. So there you go, Dave Stewart 
fighting Chris Chelios. Well, I got to ask, though, because I've heard, you know, very mixed reviews on the place. How was it actually watching the game up in Motor City? I went there a few times. They called it the garage, right? The the garage. So they had basically, when they introduced the players, they rolled out a garage door. Just a bare frame. Oh, that's right. You can see it in the mic'd up video yeah. with uh, Jason Ralph. And all oh, that fucking video. Uh, one of the best videos online. So it's it's just, you know, three sides and wheels. And they rolled the fucking garage door and the players skated out. But it was it was maybe 2,500, 3,000 fans. And then they put, there was just, you know, like five, six, uh, maybe 12 rows of seats. And then a concourse. And then they put like three rows of bleachers up on the concourse. Anyway, it was a hell of a place to watch a game. It was, it was peak UHL. Mm-hmm. Where you go, you watch a game for 10 bucks. you see some scraps, you drink your $3 beer, have your $2 hot dog, see fucking Darian Hatcher fall, fall on his ass coming across the boards. But yeah, it was, it was entertaining as hell. Did, what, did you get to see Sean Avery at all too? Sean Avery was suspended that game. Oh, what, what did he get suspended for? I honestly don't remember. I'm assuming running his mouth. Probably. Uh but he was signing autographs. What's funny? So, a friend of mine was waiting to get his autograph, and she said uh, she was behind these two girls, and they were talking. Oh, this this CN Avery guy. He he played he plays in the NHL. This CN guy. He's so hot, but he's not playing tonight. And I was so excited to watch him play because I thought eh, maybe Dave Stewart and Avery would have. They're about the same size. You know, they run their mouths a lot. It might be kind of fun. But fucker went and got suspended. But they had uh, that Chelios, they had Hatcher, and I thought they uh, Brian Smolinski. They had Smolinski at that time too. But yeah, it was as you said the the mic'd up Jason yeah. Ralph. Oh, that's that's comedy right there. Well, I, did, did they have the mascot there too at the time? That like were I don't even know what the fuck the thing was. It was just it looked like almost like a Yuppie from like the Canadians. Yeah, it was like it was like a mishmash of like five different yeah. mascots. But they threw them mechanics overalls. Yeah, they threw like like coveralls on. Yeah, and there's you know, there's like grease stains on them and stuff. Like, eh, yeah, that's good enough. We right. found we found this mascot head down in the basement of this. It's basically like a rec league rink because yeah. there was like three or four other rinks. They found the head, who knows where, you know, buried in a locker room. Like, yeah, throw throw a head on there, throw some bibs on him, you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember in the in the mic'd up video, I remember Ralph was pissed on the pregame. He was like, oh, now they got a fucking production and a mascot. Like, what the fuck is this? And, you know, just Jason Ralph in that video is, is tremendous. And um, I really wish, and I hope to God he comes on either my show or Darren's. I, I think I've asked him, and I think Darren has asked him, but we've tried to get fucking Willis on. Oh my God, Ty- Tyler Willis, you know that's a dude who again that that's that's peak UHL. I know he spent some time in the AHL, but he was the captain of Kalamazoo for mm-hmm. years. He was a guy he'd play every shift, he'd play power play, he'd play penalty kill, and he'd go out there and he would you know motherfuck anybody, that's slash, right. hack, butt end, spear, and you know, for a little dude he could throw. Oh yeah, he, he would was, go with he anybody. Willing. He was definitely willing. Yeah, well, funny, now you mentioned it. Kalamazoo, that's another team that's been around the block for quite a while now, yeah. too. Um, but, so, number eight. What are we on? Number eight, right? Number eight. Number eight. So, who we got for number eight? Oh, I think I am I, am I, am I beat you. Well, by the way, folks, I like to tell you, this is one of the most prepared guests I've ever seen. He's got his notes. He's got fucking stats out for every guy, you know, of when, when he played, how long he's played. And, um, you know, he's got his own little Gmail list going on over there. So, this is fucking professional over here if i've ever seen it well well, you know what um i don't have these fancy note apps that you kids have nowadays so basically i have to email everything to myself (laughs) because that's how old fucks do it 
Um, but number eight is a guy you're familiar with, yep. a guy he's actually still playing the game today. One of you know a new age guy was Anthony Collins. Yep. I think he is with uh, Norfolk now, yep. the Admirals. Yep. Um, he played for the Mallards for two years. Uh, you know, part part of one year, part of another year. Huge guy. And when he'd throw, he'd throw from you know three area codes away. Yeah. He threw with some fucking legit anger, and he would fight anybody. You know, he fought uh, Patrick McGrath, who was a guy in the ECL show for a long time. I don't know if he's still in the league now or not. He might be in the A, might be retired, hung him up. Uh, fought a guy named Jack Nevins, who was incredibly tough. Fought Garrett Hunt. Uh, that fight's on my YouTube channel. Um, I may have had a couple beverages beforehand, so the first five seconds might be out of focus. <laughs> but he was, you know, a, a monster kid, even though he only played, uh, give or take, about 80 games here. Still put up pretty decent PIM numbers. And he could put the puck in the net, from, you know, every now and then, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Anthony Collins is definitely a tough dude. And he just, uh, he fought actually Nuber in the last series with uh, with the Everblades. They had three uh, three game stint and the Everblades were up. And so uh, Nuber, Nuber obliged Anthony Collins and they had a tilt. And I mean, it was nothing home to write, or not, excuse me, nothing to write home about. But um, it was a pretty solid. I know Collins at the beginning of the year, I forget who the fuck they were playing. But he laid an uppercut on a dude, just, oh, just, just buckled him, them. buckled him. He like folded the kid like a cheap tent, and the dude was like holding his face afterwards. Pretty sure he broke his face and like his orbital bone or his jaw or something. Because the, the the uppercut, I have not seen an uppercut that good in a hockey fight in quite a long time, actually. And you don't see that much nowadays anymore. No. And if you if you want to see that fight, absolutely do not go into YouTube. Do not go on to the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Well, actually, I'll take that. It's not all my channel because it was before oh. I got the package and whatever. Oh, so I'll go. go I can go back and find it. I can probably. Or I definitely you, can't go back and find it and upload it to yeah, YouTube. I could have sworn. I could have sworn it was definitely not on your YouTube channel. No, it's if you look it up on Twitter. If you look up Anthony Collins on Twitter, I think you'll be able to. But I'll go back and I'll find the fucking. I'll find the fight of when it was posted or whatever, and I'll, I'll have it uploaded there tonight. Yeah, he, he dropped that dude like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, like they start getting together and he lays an uppercut on him and then like two more shots and the dude is just dead. like there was not a chance he was getting up from it um so anthony collins definitely still a bad dude for sure and uh i'm trying to think if he's gotten it he got into another fight against some dude in orlando just beat the doors off of him too at center ice i think it was in orlando at that so that's really fun to see it's like seeing your little kid get beat up or something out there um but yeah anthony collins i'm definitely down with him so number seven who we got number seven we have a a uh Former fourth line voice guest Les Borsheim. There you go. Les only played a year here in Quad City, but you know, dude was strong as an ox, and he was genuinely mean out there on the ice. I know he he said on Darren's show he didn't care for his time here in Quad City, but we liked him here. Like I said he was anytime he threw, he actually wanted to hurt somebody. Um, guys out there actually seemed genuinely afraid of him on the ice. But what's crazy is that was the same year where. You know, we had the NHL players playing down in the United League. And in Missouri, among other guys, they had Bryce Salvador, who was, you play, play for the Blues. I wouldn't call him a heavyweight by any means, but he was more than willing to fight. And Borsheim fought him here in Quad City. Again, that video is on my YouTube. I mean, it was, what, 15 years ago? So the video quality isn't the best, but if, if you're asking me, Maybe there's a little bit of homer there. Uh, Borsheim takes it pretty easy, and that's not an easy thing to do against uh, Bryce Salvador. I forget that because that, he was there when it was the IHL 2 or whatever, right? No, that was still the United League. Oh, was it really? Yes, sir, in uh, 0405. 
Oh, I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking of Goulet. Goulet was here when it was the. Yes, yes that's what I'm thinking of. We'll, we'll get to him. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll save that for. We'll yeah, put that in the back jumping, pocket. Jumping through my notes now. I don't like that. Oh, I'm don't, sorry. Don't well, well fuck you. Had didn't you have his his green jersey downstairs? Isn't that who who's you have? Nope, that's uh, Jared Kaufman, the goalie. The uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. <laughs> the, the incident with Jason Goulet's jersey. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Well, we'll get to it. So, anyways, definitely down with Les Borsheim. Tough dude, and uh, all the best in him and his recovery. I know he's still doing physical therapy all the time when his uh, it was a motorcycle accident, yep, correct? Motorcycle accident. Yes. Yeah, so I, you know, he's learning how to walk again. So all the best to Les, and hopefully, if by the off chance he's listening to this, uh, you know. Hopefully you keep fighting, dude. You're a fucking warrior for sure. Absolutely, and I know he did. He does his golf tournament, mm-hmm. raises money for his treatment. It's a fantastic cause. If you get a chance, just Google you know Les Borsheim Charity. I'm sure that'll pop up. Um, and I want to say he still does color occasionally for the Colorado Eagles, who were really yeah. And I think they're in the AHL now. Yeah, they are. That's crazy that they're in the AHL. Is- they were a CHL team for the longest oh, time back the longest in the day. Time. Yeah. I forgot about that. Fuck, they had like Fraser Flippick back in the day, just oh, dropping had, uh, dudes. Uh, Greg Pankowitz, who would yep. put up like 100 points, like 350 pim a year. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. It's like video game numbers. Oh my God, that, that's a guy I would love to hear more about. There's no, there's no video of him. Yeah. But, you know, you look at the stats, yeah, it's, it's fucking NHL, you know, 2019 numbers. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, what are we at here? Number six? Number six. We're going old school on this one. There we go. We're going with Gary Goulash. There's a name I know. Gary Goulash played about three and a half years in Quad City, and and you know he was another guy who was just mean out there. Didn't give a shit. A huge, you know, huge defensive, but was crazy is he would actually put up pretty good points too. I mean, one year he had forty six pims, three hundred or excuse me, forty six points, three hundred fifty eight pims, fifty two points, three hundred eleven pims, forty five points, three hundred forty two pims. That's, I mean, that's video game numbers, oh, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Gulak, Gulak was fucking awesome. And I know, well, <laughs> I know with recent guest Howie Rosenblatt, they may have had a couple uh, disputes <laughs> here and there. But, uh, you know, from my time watching Gulash, Gulash is definitely a name I associate with uh, one of the dudes who definitely got me into hockey when I was younger. And I always remember that. And I still have... Um, of course, you got you, folks. You got to remember this is like late '90s, early 2000s when Beanie Babies were still popular. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The Mallards had their own fucking line of like Beanie Babies, yep. and it was I think it was like the it was like the Goulash Gator or something. Yeah, Goulagator. The Goulagator, like yeah. and so yeah, the, they made the Goulash one was a fucking alligator, um, and I still have that somewhere. It's in storage. I think it's in like in my my parents' storage unit or something like that. But yeah, I still have that, and Goulash is definitely like synonymous with the, one of the dudes who got me into hockey, and I definitely. Remember at least seeing him play back in the day in the old the old Quad City Mallards. And what's crazy is you know he's a guy he'd play you know play regular shift, play a penalty yeah. kill. He he is like the epitome of what a tough guy is to me. He would drop in front of a slap shot, mm-hmm. you know, take the slap shot anywhere on his body just to keep it from getting to the net. And he was hugely popular here in Quad City. And you know back in the day there used to be one jersey auction a year, and. You know, one year you you couldn't touch a jersey for less than fifteen hundred bucks. Jesus, and then um, well, that, well, and then what year is that? That's like what? Goulash was here, so in the, the early two thousands. In the then the ninety eight ninety nine season, yep. they did a Valentine's jersey, like a Broken Hearts jersey. Oh shit! Um, and his Broken Hearts jersey went for I want to say seventy one hundred dollars. Holy shit! Yes, sir. Insane. And seventy one hundred dollars for a. Fucking United Hockey League auction jersey, <laughs> which if we 
if we go from where I where I'm sitting right now, it's about uh, about eh, 15 feet from where I sit right now. Don't get me wrong. I didn't spend seventy one hundred. I didn't spend seventy one hundred dollars on it back in eighty nine or in, in ninety nine, but it's it's sitting in the closet right now. No, for sure. And you know, oh, that, oh by the way, those jerseys were beautiful, tremendous. Um, they got like you know like a silver like it's like what is it called? Like glitter twill is what they used to call. It. I think at least on the old lightning jerseys, but like glitter hearts in the background with like there's the backdrop on the numbers and. Yeah, I, I love it. It was you know a Valentine's jersey. They're usually like. Pink and white and happy hearts. The Mallards did a uh, Valentine's broken heart jersey, so the jersey's black. They have like dark red trim on it. Yeah, yeah. The, the the silver dazzle. The logos. The Mallards head with like a, a shattered heart behind it. <laughs> I, I fucking love that shirt. It's beautiful, absolutely. Um, so there you go. You got Gary Goulash at number six. Uh, before we get to number five. You go. You gotta. You gotta take a leak. All right. Yeah. Well, well, we'll do it in the magic of editing. We'll take a quick pause. Uh, Jay's gotta take a leak, and also we need more beer too. So give us one second. All right, and back through the power of editing. Uh, you know, as we got another little beer run and took a quick piss break, we are on to number five with Jay and his top ten Quad City Mallards tough guys. Who do we got at number five? Number five, we have former Five for Fighting podcast guest, the legend, the sheriff. Howie Rosenblatt, one of the toughest, toughest guys you'd ever see play in the old United League. Um, you know, he was hurt a couple of years when he was here, but he played here, you know, three years total, um, had a bunch of call-ups to the AHL when he was here. He got called up, <coughs> oh, excuse me, when he was here, got called up to San Antonio, got called up to Portland, and he was a guy who would score, he'd stand in front of the net. And he would fight literally anybody when he was out there on the ice. You know, had you know, for a big dude, he had pretty soft hands. Yeah. Howie, um, I'll look for my check in the mail on that one. <laughs> but and he, he was one of the guys who was out there in community all the time to you know getting the Mallard's name out there, getting his name out there. Just a, a hell of a guy. And yeah, he's easily number five on the list. Well, it's funny because I had no clue until he had mentioned. I went back and looked. At it. I had no clue his fight with Mel Engelstad. I think Mel was with Thunder Bay at the time. I think I didn't no clue that was on YouTube. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, dude, Howie Rosenblatt, very tough dude. He's one of the like the first Mallards I actually remember watching um, when I was. I mean, I was young. I had to have been no older than like three or four years old watching watching Rosenblatt at the time. And I, according to, like from all the accounts of like my aunt and uncle, anytime I'd see him, I would just go like. <laughs> Almost like fucking uh, what's that damn show? Big Bang Theory. Howard, you know Howie, all that fucking bullshit. Um, but yeah, from all accounts, great dude and tremendous podcast guest. For those who haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and check out my interview with Howie Rosenblatt. I forget what number episode it is, but it was probably like in the last five or six episodes. Um, if you just go back in the back catalog and check it out, but tremendous guest, awesome story. I'd love to get him back on. I was just telling Jay before hit record again if it was on a damn school night as they say i would have gotten just probably wrecked with him on the fucking podcast but i had to go to work the next day we got you and howie out there in his garage or a shed drinking what crown royal reserve crown reserve smoking a fucking cigar cigar the size of a baseball bat out there (laughs) and then he tells a story about having breakfast with link gates yeah exactly he fought i want to say he fought link i think he would Yep, he when fought he Link when he was in Madison. Madison. God, those those jerseys were sharp. I fucking I, I want to get a Madison jersey. <laughs> um, and what's you know Howie? I I I thought he was gonna re- he retired after he played here, 
and then ended up playing a few games for the New Haven Knights. After he played here, I want to say he played what? You know, 10, 15, uh, 12 games. God, I would, I would kill, I'd kill two people I didn't know for one of those Howie Rosenblatt New Haven Knights jerseys. God, those were sick. Oh, yeah, I would do anything for just a Rosenblatt Mallard jersey, too. I wonder, do you know of anybody who has it? Um, I got a feeling there's a guy over in Davenport just moved that might have one in his closet. Um, I don't have an exact address, but Corey, um, we might leave the house after we're done with this and track you down and take it from you. If it's Corey, then we, I mean, all bets are off. I've talked with Corey before. Uh, he just, you know, sold it. He, he got his trashers payday like myself. So, uh, you know, he's got a little jangle in his pocket. Well, hopefully he didn't spend it all on the fucking, you know, booze cruise out there in the Midwest. But, uh, you know, Corey, hopefully he's listening. But we're going to come over there. And we're going to steal the fucking Rosenblatt sweater from you. Oh, fucking Corey. He's probably going to listen to fucking 311 and hey, Cabo hey, San Lucas. What's wrong with 311? How, th- this is not a music podcast. I can't. I can't begin to tell you what's right with three eleven. All right, you know this is going to take a right turn real quick, but because because we went there, Corey, hell of a nice guy, is like, hey, why don't you and your wife come with me to see three eleven at Tinley Park? Not Tinley Park, whatever. That was a good one. Whatever island in Chicago went to see, and Corey and and my wife love the show, and my fat ass is there. Sitting on the handicap riser, <laughs> drinking fifteen dollar beers, listening to this horrible, horrible band, and all I could do was curse his name and think how I'm gonna steal his goulash game worn jerseys. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he has a Kerry Toporowski Millennium Mallard really? jersey. Yes, sir. That motherfucker. You know, I had a I had a Toporowski Vegas one and I sold it, and that's one that's when I regret and I forget exactly what I got and I should say got in return, but what I what that money went towards, but that's when I do regret selling. The the thing that made me sell it was it didn't have a lot of wear. Yeah, it and, did not have a lot of wear, so I was like, Oh, I, I, I can get rid of it, I guess. And if it had been the like the second logo for the Vegas Thunder with the bear with, with the, the fucking the polar bear with the thunderbolts, yeah. I would have driven down to Florida and you know, giving you the cash myself. God, I love those jerseys. There was a jersey. Was it Trevor Ronick? There was a Trevor Ronick one for sale for the longest time, and it was like the god awful teal color. Oh yeah, with like the black accents. But son of a bitch, I would. I love those thunder. Jerseys. Oh, I do too. I mean, I love you know what? I I it was uh, and I know John from the old hockey fight league is listening. I know he's not on Twitter anymore, but um. He'd always he'd always say how much he loves mesh jerseys, mesh jerseys. And I'm like, why the fuck do you like mesh jerseys so much? I saw the fucking Thunder jersey in person, and I was like, God damn it, he was right. Those mesh jerseys are sharp. I love those old Bauer IHL mesh jerseys. They are just tremendous. And his boy uh, Darren Skio still in the ECHL. Isn't he with Allen? I want to say yes, he's with Allen. He's a tough motherfucker. He got in a really good fight the other night against I think oh, Sean. Fuck, who was it? It was Sean somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head. He, real good ECHL fan I am. They're all, you, you turned around real quick. I thought we had another fight. We're about, <laughs> yeah, we're about to have another fucking fight commentary going on here. Um, but yeah, no, Skio is a really tough dude out, out there with Allen. One of the biggest, uh, one of the bigger names in the ECHL as far as tough guys go. Um, he went to the, I think it was like the Anaheim Ducks camp at one point. I think I know John has that jersey, so that's a really sweet jersey. But yeah, Skio's a tough dude for sure. Yeah, he, John's got the, uh, they wore like Don Cherry jerseys once. He's got that yeah, jersey got framed Allen. up. Vancouver Giants and that was a dude I was he, he's not an SPHL level guy but I was selfishly hoping he'd you know find his way down to this league so we could at least see him a few times before he got the call back up again yeah that 
that kid's got a future in this league. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. I I look forward to seeing wherever he goes in, in the ECHL. Hopefully, by some off chance, he ends up in Florida next year. Because uh, as much as I love Kyle Newber, I don't know how long he's got in the league because he's, he's just getting up there in age. You know, he's older and um, his body's got a lot. He's, has he, if you actually go back and look at his fight card, especially even just the, I think it was the Vancouver Canucks uh, rookie camp or whatever. Fuck, he had like five fights in just like two days or whatever. Like, it's just insane. Insane. You know, I saw a picture of him online not too long ago, and I felt bad for this guy because he was standing next to this this guy. It, what, what it looked like was kind of like the prototypical Florida man. I was going to say like an extra on Magnum PI because he, he was handsome enough that he could be he could have been next. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I'm kind of thinking he was like the like the understudy to the Sasquatch video from you know the 70s. Skunk ape down in Florida, <laughs> sir. <laughs> But he had the Hawaiian shirt rocking, and I thought, what, you know, like, Nuber, just blink twice if you're you're fucking trapped. You need help out of here. This guy's got his hand on your back. Looks like the small of the back, maybe the top of the ass. Like, oh, I feel, I feel so bad for that dude. Hopefully we can get that motherfucker on the podcast. I'd love to have Kyle Nuber on. I've got his number, folks, but no guarantees, of course, because he's still playing in the season. If anything, hopefully I can get him in the off season. but we'll see how it goes. Um, now make sure you text that number beforehand so it's not like Bob's muffler shop. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's whorehouse, you got the hoe, we got the dough. Or you got the dough, we got the hoe. Fucking hey, we're over here too, too many fucking beers deep now. Um, what are we at, number four? Number four. Number four, who do we got for number four? Number four is a guy who I'm sure anybody on your podcast is familiar with his name. He was a guest on, on Fourth Line Voice oh, podcast. Was uh, Mr. Steve McIntyre. When he was here, you know, his nickname was, you know, Big Show. His nickname was Diesel. Absolute monster of a guy. Started his career in the UHL. Well, he played, you know, played juniors in Saskatoon. So, that that weirdo up in uh, whatever suburb he Fuck, lives in just, now. Saskatoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mo- moving to the fucking high dollar height suburbs. Yeah, fucking big city, man. He probably gets the other local kids to shovel his driveway now, too, that fucking asshole. Yeah, here's, here's 10 bucks. Shovel my driveway, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I, I tell you what. Well, Denny actually, well, technically, Denny started his career out in the Quebec League. Yes, sir. Uh, with uh, uh, well, Sorrell? Well, he played for Muskegon in the United League first. That's right. He's, he did. Uh, he played, did. He played a handful of games in regular season. That's when he fought um, Melnichuk yep. out oh, there. Yep. Oh, my God. Meat grinder. That that's a guy who, if we were doing a UHL list, it'd be hard pressed not to put him as number one. But meat grinder and and McIntyre was an, an amazing fight. Yeah, tremendous. and it's it's on it's on the YouTube's, and I don't want to mention who probably has it up there. Well, yeah, that was a hell of a scrap. But when he was here, you know, he would fight absolutely everybody, but he wouldn't just fight guys; he would destroy guys mm-hmm. in this league. Yeah. Um, when he was here, he was only here for the one year. Um, he left the team. Um, a guy named Tim Taylor, who ran the team at the time, called him and said, you know, come back. You know, it, it, it's it's, it's going to be better for your career if you come back. And what was crazy, that was his la- the last time he played at, you know, the, the UHL quote-unquote double-A level. Until the end of his career, when he you know, he spent some time in Utah, and then you know played here and there for the federal league for Carolina. 
Which he still he still does every once in a while. He'll still play for the Federal League today. Yep. It was just a, what, a year ago he, he fought. Tough motherfucker. I know you listen to the podcast, Nick. I got to give you all the fucking credit in the world. Oh, for Squash even, Daddy. For, you know, Squash Daddy. For even trying to go with Big Mac, dude. Insane. Yeah, that's... You know, that, that dude's got a set bigger than both yeah, of us. He's like, he's like Randy Mars in South Park where he's got to carry his balls in the wheelbarrow wherever he goes in the fucking... <laughs> like that was, I think it was a medical marijuana yep. episode or whatever. Like balls yeah. <laughs> you fucking Nick Wright just got a, he's got a wheelbarrow them suckers yep. around for even trying to fight fucking Big Mac. Yeah, there, there's no way... I don't care if I'm standing on your shoulders chicken fight that motherfucker. There's there's no way. But yeah, when he when he was this league, there was, there was nobody who could even touch him. Yeah. Because that was right before he got to his peak, and he was just just destroying guys. The you know the only even in this league the only thing was he was I think he might have been a little too nice for this league. Right. Or for, sorry for the you know it was the UHL at the time, but man he was just wrecking guys. Yeah. No, absolutely. And of course everybody knows his NHL career, and um, which is surprising actually. He does. He, I think he's got more fights in the AHL than anything. What you got to you got to piss again? Well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Through the magic of editing, we got the bladder of a little girl over here. We will pause for one second, take a piss break, and come right back. All right, and back here through the magic of editing after a lovely piss break, uh, beer run, and th- got the ch- lovely Copenhagen Wintergreen in now. Um, what number are we on? We're on three? We're on three, but uh, what's funny is, so one of the honorable mentions we'll get to later on, uh, John the Hammer Tremblay, he actually fought McIntyre in the AHL, and goddamn, that was a hell of a scrap. It was kind of cool seeing, you know, two guys who used to play in Quad City just absolutely going at it, center ice. Uh, McIntyre played for the P Bruins at the time, Providence Bruins at the time, yep. and uh, the hammer was with Wooster, the Sharks at the time. Fucking, the logo was a, a shark with a monocle. That, 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 oh, I know. I was thinking, because in my head I was thinking the old, like, because for the longest time, they used the old Sharks logo. Yeah. Right up in, but I know exactly which one you're talking so, about. So, back in the day, you know, the Cleveland Barons, who had the, like, the, the, like the, the Pringles, kind of Mr. Peanut-looking guy with the top hat and the monocle. Yeah. And they were, they were affiliated. Eh, affiliations kind of fuck around. But Wooster kind of stole the logo, threw on the Shark, Shark with a monocle, fucking uh, tuxedo, cat, uh, tuxedo coat, tails. But, man... Seeing the hammer and diesel go at it, center ice in the AHL was pretty fucking cool for a guy who saw him, you know, playing both here in Quad City. Yeah, for sure, man. And what what a great career that you know Steve McIntyre had, and uh, had those great fights with Bugard when Bugard was in New York and um, fought Goddard a couple times, I think. And what a great career! I'm I'm very happy to say I have a Mallard's warm up of Steve McIntyre at least, better than nothing. Yeah. It, it's- which, by the way, that thing, I'm not a, I'm not a small guy. I'm, I'm sitting at about 6'1", 265, 270-ish, and that thing is a dress on me. Yeah, you, you mentioned what Eric Goddard, goddamn, I wish you hadn't mentioned that. Hand to God. So, the Mallards made way to the Quad City Flames of the AHL for two seasons. Before the Flames came here, they were the Nebraska, or sorry, the Omaha Axar Ben Knights of the AHL. I don't remember that at all. That had to have been like a one-season wonder. Uh, they, I think they played in uh, Nebraska for two years. Gotcha. The logo was like the Calgary Sea with the flames behind it with a knight head. Sick jersey. But for the two years before they came here, the hand of God, Eric Goddard, played in Omaha. And the year he or the year that the Flames moved their AHL team to here, he got called up and played for Calgary. God, I was pissed off. 
didn't get to see Eric Goddard here at all. Well, you still got to see Vandermeer, though, right? Oh, Vandermeer. It was, it was Pistol, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pistol Pete was here the second year. First year, there was uh, Prost was here. Brandon Prost was yeah. here. There was That was back when the AHL was, god damn, that was a lot that of fun. That was tough. That was the jungle. Well, getting out of the jungle a little bit, but it's still as heavy going around. Yep, there was, and the Flames, they were not a good team, but god damn, they were fun. The first year, Prost. I should have. I should have probably printed off my my eleven pages of notes. Probably should have printed off some Flames notes. <laughs> but but Prost had a hell of a lot of fights. I can. To be honest, I completely forgot the fucking Flames even existed. Yep. They were here for two not, years. Yeah, two years. That was it. And then the Calgary's like, "Fuck this! We're moving the team to Abbotsford, right? Abbotsford, some little island off uh, BC." Yeah, I don't even think they're a team anymore. Nope. They they moved. They went from. Omaha for two years, Quad City for two years, two, three years in Abbotsford. Then they went to Adirondack for two or three years, yeah. and then they went to Stockton, where they are now. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so Quad City's always had some good toughness. I, for, I almost forgot Pistol played here. When you, Former guest of the podcast, you can go back and check that out. Also on Darren's podcast, if you want to go get a uh, fourth-line voice bump in there, too. Fucking asshole! You better put our check in the fucking mail. Fucking hey, we we we've given this guy more airtime than he's gotten yeah, in like four tires. four podcasts. Blow it out as soon as he goes over one fucking speed bump. Yeah, no point. shit. His head's probably bigger than my fucking head, and I got a giant dome right now. <laughs> but what we're on number number three? Oh, see, see, you said the ten toughest mallards of all time, and it's not easy. No, like I said, they've had a rich history of toughness. They have so. So the, we we have we have three A and three B. We'll go with three B first. A guest, God damn it, gotta mention him again. Darren Fothline Voice had him on there. Uh, Jason Goulet is three is three B. He only played one year here, and it was the CH. Oh, sorry, it was the I, the IHL yeah, like two the, at the, the time. That by the way, folks, talk about minor league marketing. That, I remember when they came out that logo. It was the sum. I was here for that summer when they announced that the team was coming back as the Mallards. And it was like the li- like lime green, yep. orange and white, and their their motto was "Quack to the future." So when they announced <laughs> the team was coming back, the owner I do not know why I remember this. I cannot remember, you know what happened. I had for lunch yesterday, but the owner of the team was Chris Lencheski, and yeah, the the you know the the slogan was "Quack to the future." So they had the press conference at the at the mark at the time. And the fucking DeLorean from <laughs> Back to the Future comes out, fucking smoke rolling. Oh, naturally. I'm like, oh shit, this, this I'm way into this. <laughs> because, I mean, minor league hockey, that's where it's at. Oh, yeah. And the more sideshow, the more circus shit, I'm into it. Well, that's what, you know, I, I'm the same way. I love, like, and, and I know Darren has said it. When it comes to minor pro hockey, anything goes. I don't give a fuck. I'm all for it. But you show me the storm surge with the fucking Carolina Hurricanes, and I want that beat to the fucking ground in a second. I can't stand it. I mean, even, to be honest, though, with the storm surge, if that happened in even minor pro hockey, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, Come I, on now. Well, they, they did that a few times. I mean, it's, it's the Quad City storm here. They did it a few times here. They're like, yeah, this, this, this can't happen anymore. No. Like I guess I always I always go to the the old meme with the fucking with the goalie from Slapshot. Trade me, yeah. trade me right fucking now. Trade me right fucking now. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Well, okay. Well, let's let's get back on track here, Mr. Jason Goulet, Mr. No Name Hockey. Um. So when he was here, they were in the IHL, played one year here, and the one year he played here was probably the most dominant I have ever seen a guy one season in in minor pro hockey. 
he had upwards of 25, 26 fights. And I can honestly say, you know, no homer. He did not lose a fight that year by any stretch. And he was fighting the toughest guys in the league at the time. Uh, Justin Sawyer, who I'm sure anybody listening to your show knows who Justin Sawyer is. Um, He fought Justin Sawyer four, five, six times. A couple of them, there was, there's on my YouTube channel, uh, which is, what's my YouTube channel? D Skunk. <laughs> what are you asking me? <laughs> I'm like 15 beers deep at this yeah, point. He's got, he's got the leaning tower of bush lattes over here. Plus that, the delicious alcohol that you brought to get my pants off. Peak reserve, no fucking, you know, you go check it out. Not If you're in the Tampa Bay area and you need renovations on your apartments, let me know. Bottle of uh, 62 of 100. Yeah. Um, he, he, there's one, he landed 27, 28 shots to Sawyer. Sawyer might land a one or two. And he, he fought some monsters that year. He fought Ramon Gomez, uh, a dub guy, pretty legit guy. Um, he fought Derek Parker, who I'm sure anybody knows. Fuck, he's still fighting now. Yeah, fucking Derek Parker. I, I, I love <laughs> that dude. He, he's, he's in my shape, which is much more round than normal. <laughs> and he's fighting in the NIH now. But he, uh, Parker was with the Generals at the time, and Goulet dropped him two punches, fucking picked him back up with two with one hand, fucking landed two more and dropped him and fucking walked off. Oof. It was a it was a just a fucking monster shot. Um, he fought a cat named Brad McMillan, yep. who was tough as they come. What was crazy is, you know, I have never seen a guy fight that many times and not lose a fight. Yeah. There you go. Jason Goulet was your, was that 3A or 3B? Um, fucking A. Whatever one, it don't matter at this point. So 3B. Yep, 3B, and we'll, another shout out, you know, he owns No Name Hockey. You want a hockey stick? There you go. No Name Hockey, Google it. Um, great hats, great sweatshirts. He didn't pay me for this. He probably should. (laughs) Um, great dude, but we'll go with, okay, 3A was a five for fighting guest. His number is retired in Quad City. Oh, okay. Was Mr. Mark McFarland. Mark McFarland, Mac. Mark McFarland. Yeah, that was the early days of the podcast. I had that. I remember, man, that interview, I was hurting because we had just moved into our, our apartment. We hadn't had the guest room set up. I'm sitting on the floor like a fucking, <laughs> like a hobo just sitting there doing this interview. My back by the end of it, like I had to, I had to like get a pillow in there and like put my back on the wall. Oh, it was just terrible. But I think the interview was great. Mac was an awesome guest. He, he, he played six years here in Quad City. Um, essentially retired out of here. He played just a handful of games for Topeka in the Central League a few years after he played here. By the way, great name, Topeka Tarantulas. I have his Topeka Tarantulas <laughs> jersey, as a matter of fact. Tremendous. Oh, it's, it's, it's a fantastic, it's ugly as shit, <laughs> but goddamn, it's awesome. The spider takes up, it's, it's the regular size logo, plus like 50%. Yeah. But he was, he was a guy... He could play, you know, he played in power play, played penalty kill, put up some decent numbers, and he would get his, his penalty minute numbers all game long. He would fucking fight anybody. So there was a guy who probably could have made this list for the Mallards named Kevin Kerr, famous yep. minor league hockey guy. Of course. Um, Kevin Kerr, uh, McFarland bit him during a playoff game <laughs> on the hand. This is like an actual bite, too, because to get a biting penalty back then, you got to do something serious. You got to actually see it. Not Damn. not like this Brendan Lemieux shit that just happened. Damn near ripped the guy's finger off. But what's <laughs> funny is they actually handed out 
like it was probably say 18 by 10 poster boards of a shark fin the next game they called him mark the shark oh my god dude but what's insane is not only did he bite somebody but before that there was a player for the muskegon fury named Corey banica mm-hmm. who bit mark mcfarlane on the finger right and i don't know that he even got suspended for the fact you know back in the united league you know Fucking bite somebody, stab them. Who cares? Right. But he was, he was a dude who, I'd be remiss to say, when his number was retired, he was standing there at the podium. He could probably suit up and play, you know, two three shifts even back then. Yeah. No, Mark McFarland's absolute awesome dude, and like I said, I encourage you to go check out the back catalog of the podcast and get him. Um, Oh, you know, one. Give us one second. One more stoppage here. Uh, Jay's got to take a call real quick. We'll uh, we'll make it happen. For the power of editing, folks. Real professional podcasts are running here, but it's all part of the shit show. All right, and right back like we never left. We got the last two. We'll wrap it up here. Um, well, before we get to number one as well, we'll do a couple honorable mentions because I know that's on here. But number two all time for the Mallards tough guys. Who do you got? Number two. I don't think you can tell the the history of Quad City hockey. Without mentioning Jacques, the mailman, Mayotte. Legendary minor pro tough guy. Also former guest of the Five for Fighting podcast. If you want to go back and check out that episode, you can. Almost you know, former guest of Five for Fighting podcast. <laughs> like, like one of those fucking, uh, like those those infomercials, you know. <laughs> Just calling out pay, pay, pay separate processing and handling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, as, as a kid, I was 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there when the Mallards first came here. He was here for the first season, and for a kid who had never seen a hockey game in person, seeing that, seeing Jacques Bayot in person in your first hockey game, just drop a dude with a fucking massive right hand, yeah. was the coolest shit ever. Um, you know, it got me into hockey. I remember they had a you know meet the team thing at a Hardee's, Carl's Jr. in the West Coast, <laughs> um, fast food place. You know, come meet the team. They had everybody lined up, and I shook Jock's hand. And, you know, 13, 14-year-old me remembers the guy's hand was the size of a canned ham. <laughs> like, it was fucking enormous. Um, he, he was, you know, he had a, an incredible bout with Mad Bell, Anglestad oh, yeah. here at the Mark. So you can, I think that's on YouTube, correct? Yep, I'm not going to mention the name of the guy who has it. That's been enough. Um, he fought Bruce Ramsey, yep. uh, fucking Rammer, to a it, it was a hell of a battle. Um, so, and I know Searson loves this story. Uh, I got to tell it. Um, so the Mallards had a, an alumni night yep. here, eh, second or one or two years before they folded. Mayotte came up here. They had alumni game. Fucking Mayotte was wearing the. Oh, like yeah, I know exactly the monog- like the pit viper style oh, yeah, like the visor, old, the old like OV like World Junior fucking yep. thing where you get like, the mirrored visor like, yep. straight out of like create a player. In but EA. it was like like fifteen different colors. Yeah. Had a fucking uh, the GoPro on his helmet. <laughs> but they had a reception after the game, and seriously, I'm only telling this for you. Um, so my wife was talking to him. And he said, "Do you know who I am?" And she said, "No." He goes. Well, let me see your phone. And she, he fucking Googles his name on my wife's phone and said, yeah, this is me. I'm like, you son of a bitch. You're trying to wheel my wife. <laughs> if he was, if he was 20, 25 years younger, maybe I would have to look out for him. But you can't, you cannot tell Quad City hockey history without the mailman involved. Oh, well, 
Well, the mailman was just trying to deliver at the little banquet. You know, it just happens. <laughs> so the Mallards made the playoffs their first year, and they played the Flint Generals in the first, you know, the first series. They got swept out, best of five. Uh, wait, yeah, best of five. They got swept out in three games. So the first two games were in Flint. And the third game was here in Quad City. And I will never forget at Center Ice that everybody was kind of milling about. It wasn't even a scrum. But fucking Mayotte drops his right glove. And then fucking Colcox, three Flint Generals at Center Ice. <laughs> just at, at a random stoppage of play. And like, yeah, hockey's probably the game for me. Yeah. But in, in three playoff games, he had 52 PIM in, <laughs> in, in three playoff games that year. And he wanted to, from my understanding, he wanted to come back here. But the new GM traded his rights away, and he's like, yeah, I'm not coming back. What a motherfucker. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Jacques Mayotte, legendary minor pro tough guy. Uh, of course, he had a couple games up there with the with the Nordiques. But uh, when you talk minor pro hockey tough guys, I feel like you just you can't leave out Mayotte no matter what, what leagues you're talking. No. Um, absolutely legendary, dude. And he, and he, to me, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of minor league hockey players. Yeah, I, I would say that's, that's- – Probably a solid fucking... Because you know, if it's Colonial League, if it's the fucking Whipple, yep. West Coast League, IHL, no matter where it is, he's he's on there. Fuck, he fought, he fought security out in the Whipple. <laughs> he was like got off the ice and was fighting fans and security and shit. Just peak minor pro hockey. Well, shit, he fought one of his teammates over a fucking video game in yep, a hotel that's room. That's right, he did. <laughs> Definitely, definitely got to give it up to the mailman there at number two. Before we get to number one, you said you had a couple honorable mentions. I know it was hard to make this list, but who do you got for some honorable mentions here? Well, you know what? You told me top ten tough guys, and I thought, all right, top ten, th- th- that shouldn't be too hard. But I got to look in and got to remember in a bunch, and it, it was it was hard. Yeah. And there was easily, if you if you did top 20, I could have done a top 20 list. You know, I'll, I'll run through a few names of guys that I thought were impactful at some point. Um, there was a cat named Yannick Renault. Yep. Um, hell of a tough guy. He got he got kind of got the shaft here in Quad City. Traded down to Knoxville. He would he would fight anybody. Uh, there was a guy named Cam Severson, who ended up playing for the Ducks in the NHL, which yep. was pretty fucking cool. A guy another another fourth line void. Uh, wait, you're gonna hit me now. No, we're gonna get a bunch of fucking. You're gonna hit me now because it wasn't a fourth line voice. It was it was five for fighting podcast guest. Who, who are we talking here? Rob Volterra. Oh, uh, you motherfucker! Yep, Rob Volterra. Rob Volterra, who had the largest repair of any jersey I ever owned. It was it was like fucking eight inches from the side to the middle, and then eight inches up. Giant <laughs> L repair. Uh, Rockford Ice Hockey jersey in my collection. Beautiful jersey, by the way, which is the one where he beat the fucking doors off of a suit. Yeah, it was it was some some cat from Missouri. I don't remember who it was, but oh, he he laid the fucking laid the beats for that oh, yeah. kid. It broke his hand in that fight. I want to say. I think so too. Um, uh, Brad Essex, who was here. Brad Essex, yep. There, there was a dude who was here for just just a short amount of time. Traded from Adirondack. Undersized guy, incredible defenseman, and would fucking fight anybody. He fought David Ambler here. That was an absolute barn burner. Um. John the Hammer Tremblay, who come out of the queue, had a huge rep. Nobody would fight him here. He fought a, a dude named Chad Wilcox in Flint. Wilcox didn't realize he was a lefty and got dropped with like seven or eight lefts and probably yeah, about two seconds. <laughs> um, cat named Cody Doucette, yep. who ended up playing for, he played for Quad City, played for Richmond in this league, had a pretty solid career in the LNAH. 
Um, Mark Recklich, who a lot of people don't really realize that famous minor league tough guy Joel Recklich. Yep. Um, his brother Mark was actually in Quad City, played a few years of minors. He was here the same year Jason Goulet was in Quad City, which having that one-two combo, they, they pretty much run run the show in the league that year. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a cat named who a lot of people might know him. Most people won't. His name was O.J. Hare, the bringer of violence. Oh, yes, I remember that. I want to say he was like 6'5", 6'6", pushing the, pushing the weight at 280. Ah, the local newspaper asked what you brought to the team, and he said, I bring violence. <laughs> What's funny is he wore one jersey when he was here, the black Quad City alternate style. I had his jersey uh, probably 10 years. Yeah. Out of the blue, somebody sends me a message on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I really like a message on YouTube. Right. And it ends up being OJ's best friend. He said, OJ's having a little tough time. What do you want for the jersey? I'm like, yeah, th- this is what I spent for the jersey. I'll buy it. Here's an extra overnight it to Calgary. Oh, shit. So I overnight it to Calgary, and he sends me the ne- picture the next day of OJ in his, in his jersey from Quad City with the fucking Dukes up. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, everybody knows, former five for fighting guest. So you got it right this time. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, put, put some respect on it, damn it. <laughs> put some respect on that name. The real deal, Mike Segroy, played here deal. for a little bit. I want to say it was only like six, seven games. That was the guy who played more time here. I'm sure he would have made the list. But he was still able to make the Mallard's Muscle poster. He was. It was Goo, McFarlane, Segroy, and Topper, correct? And a guy named Freddie Joban, who oh, was the right. toughest nails defenseman. Um. There was a, a, a guy who played here, had a good a good run in the LIH. I know he played for CRS Express. Played minors for a little year. You know, he, he's no longer with us, but his name was Tyler Lawson. Fuck, Tyler Lawson was tough, dude. Oh, my God. He was, tough. he was ridiculous. He played just a handful of games here in Quad City. I got a story I'll tell you off the air regarding him. Uh, but, yeah, he was incredibly tough. And then there's a couple of modern guys who made the list. Um... A guy named Paxton LaRue played here in the ECHL. Ended up playing pro lacrosse for a little while. And, man, he was there was a fight with him and, again, bringing back the name Eric Lizon. Yep. Hell of a fight between him and Lizon. There's a hell of a fight between him and, oh, I cannot remember his name. Again, the Bush, Lats, the Bush Lattes hitting me in the head. The leading tower of Bush. And his, yeah. Well, <laughs> Jay's got his horn going here. And there's still another beer and a half in there. And then the last honorable mention will go to a guy named Jack Nevins. Yep. He played here straight out of juniors. Hell hell of a tough guy. I know he went to Greenville for a little while, played for the Swamp Rabbits. Shout out to Ed Hubbard down there. A, a damn good scrap with him and number eight on the list, Anthony Collins. Yep. On YouTube. And he was tough as fucking nails. And there's, I mean, that's, that's, that's like 22 names so far. Yeah, there you go. So that, is that, that's all the honorable mentions that's, there? Yep, that's the honorable mentions. All right. So, number one, if you don't know Quad City Hockey, you probably don't know who it is, but I have a feeling I know exactly who it is. So, number one. Number one, he was the first jersey retired in Quad City Hockey history. Uh, is none other than both junior and minor league hockey legend, 
Kerry Toporowski. And how can it not be? I mean, dude set the record in, in the Western Pro League, or Western Pro League, but no, how many fucking bush lights have I had? Um, the, the Western Hockey League with 505 penalty minutes in a single season, which, by the way, doesn't include 10-minute majors and misconducts. So um, I, I think when Tough Guy numbers added it up, he had almost up to like 700 pims. See, I thought it was between the regular season, the playoffs, and the Memorial Cup. It was damn near a thousand. It was ridiculous. <laughs> the, the Memorial Cup for those listening, you should go. They're playing Shakutami. <laughs> he's throwing. He's so he gets a guy down. And Topper actually, it was because I think Bob McKenzie was doing the commentary, and he's sitting there. And and Topper actually wasn't doing anything. There was kind of a brawl going on, and he's like, "Well, there you go. There's Topper, the guy you'd think who'd be right in the middle of all this. You know, he's just kind of standing to the side." Some dude from Chikudami goes up to him and tries to challenge Topper. So Topper obliges him, beats the doors off this dude, gets him down to the ice, and mind you, with Toporowski, the code is right out the fucking door. Never heard of it. And Topper's sitting there throwing bows at this dude, just straight elbowing the guy in the back of the head, and then proceeds to take his chain off of him and throw it into the bench at the trainer uh, on the Spokane Chiefs bench after beating the doors off him. So not only... Did he beat the fuck out of the guy? He robbed his ass, too, and threw the chain on the bench. What's funny is that is not the only time he did that. That's what I've heard. He fought, I know at least one other time, he fought Dean the Machine Mayorand when uh, <laughs> Mayorand was with Muskegon. Yeah. And he was wearing the fucking puka shell necklace, oh, Mayorand was. <laughs> and they had a scrap. And just so you know, I know Dino's listening to this, too, because Dino <laughs> listens to the show. Dean, fucking love you, man, but you know as well as I do. That fucking topper snatched that puka shell <laughs> necklace off your neck and tossed it into the Mallard's bench. You love to see it. And well, to- and Topper was just fucking... Not only was he a great fighter, but as far as enforcing goes, I'd put him up there as all time. And fo- If you do a list combined with the NHL, like a top 20 list combined with the NHL and minor pro guys, you'd have to put... I feel like you'd have to put Toporowski in there. Oh, he was one of the meanest motherfuckers you would ever meet. And I forget who it was... I, and I apologize, the name was escaping me, but it was on Darren's potty. I think Steve Adams, I think, yep. is who it was. Was when, sitting there. When Topper was with uh, Birmingham. Yep. And so he goes up to Topper and said, "You know, oh, you know, you, you know, the, the typical kind of like rookie, like, oh, you know, I'd love to fight you. You're you're great." And, <laughs> and Topper goes, "Oh, really? Huh? Are you hungry?" And before Steve Adams, he, this is from him. Uh, excuse me, Adams himself. He's like. What? Before he could even answer that, Topper shoves his stick in <laughs> Steve Adams' mouth and yanks it out. <laughs> like, I got the numbers right here. Yep. Topper played 21 games in Binghamton that year at 101 PIM. Jesus. <laughs> so damn near 5 PIM a game. But what a lot of people don't realize about him is he was a pretty solid player, too. Yeah, he was a solid defenseman. I mean, when he was here in Quad City, I mean, he would play a regular shift, probably second-line defenseman, and he'd also, you know, he'd play every single shift on penalty kill too. Yeah. So he was he was not just a fucking goon. Right. Like he he, excuse me, he would get his minutes every game too. Oh yeah, no, and I love it. of course you know the other two opposing teams. He's a goon because of I have it in the intro, and I'm sure you've listened to it. But well, let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a goon. But, <laughs> like I said, I got the numbers in front of me. Yeah. An example: he, 2000, 2001 season. I mean, he had 17 points in 63 games. That's not bad for a, for a defenseman. Right. And 413 pim. <laughs> so, when Topper retired, they actually hosted a roast for him here in Quad City. And there was a story come out where there was a player for the Muskegon Fury who I, I was a huge fan of. It, it epitomized the UHL, but his name was Robin Bouchard. Yep. And 
evidently right before the game, right before the start of the game, Topper put a bunch of Icy Hot on his glove, on his palm, <laughs> and Topper would always give the face wash to everybody. Oh, yeah. So in the first shift of the game, Topper gave Bouchard a face wash with a palm full of fucking Icy Hot right in the fucking face, right in the eyes. And that's, I mean, you're not going to hear them about that in any other league. No, not a chance. Not a chance, and I, I think a McFarlane even said he would do that too. Um, you know, I brought up Topper, and he was like, hey, "He's just, he's just crazy." And which is funny now because everybody looks at these tough guys, all oh, they're goons, they're oh, idiots. Tom Wilson's so mean. Yeah, well, not only that, well, yeah, no, well, fuck. If you saw what Toporowski did, they'd fucking shit themselves. But you know, you see, they're dummies, they're idiots, blah blah blah. What does Toporowski do now in the Quad City area? Yeah, Toporowski still lives around here. And he is a very highly respected, like, financial analyst. Yep. And, you know, financial supporter. And what's crazy is Toporowski's kids are both, you know, they're still involved in hockey. Yep. His son, Jake, is actually an assistant coach here in Quad City for the Storm in the SPHL. And Luke is still playing with Spokane He right is. Now. His, his, his son, Luke. his final year with, with Spokane. Yep. And he was in, I mean, he weighed Detroit's main camp this year. Yep. As an overager from the WHL. And it's, you know, people say, oh, you're, you're a dummy. I mean, you got guys trusting, you know, seven, eight digits to him. He's not a dummy. Yeah, if that makes me a dummy, I'll be dumb all fucking day. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> you want to call me stupid and do that, I'll do it all fucking day. But what's funny is I, was, I remember we were in Muskegon for a playoff series, and the Mallards, they eliminated the Fury, and Topper refused to shake Robin Bouchard's hand. And Bouchard damn near started a brawl in the handshake line <laughs> of a playoff series. Like, goddamn, that's that's hockey right there. Oh yeah, I mean, with with Toporowski and Quad City Mallards, that just goes hand in hand. And like you said, the the first Mallard to have his jersey retired, which I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have it any other way. Having a tough guy with his number retired first—that's just fucking awesome. Well, that gives you a little hint into what. Quad City Hockey is <laughs> when it was Kerry Toporowski and Mark McFarland were the first two guys to have their jerseys hung up at the Mark of the Quad Cities. Absolutely, man. Well, fuck it. Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for your hospitality. We got the Leaning Tower of Bush Lattes going on. Uh, you were kind enough to, you know, wine and dine me with a steak before we got going, um, and it's always a pleasure. Um, so I can't thank you enough for having me over at your house here. Alec, I, I appreciate you coming up. Um, means the world to me that you take the time out from your, you know, your vacation up here, come over, hang out for a few hours. It's, it, it, it's pretty fucking cool. You know, you, you visited us not too long, a couple of years ago, two years. but spending the time up here, it's, it, it means a lot to me. And, you know, you know, I'll take a minute, you know, you and Darren and Dr. Chris and John and Jason and give him the Lizzie note. Yeah. And, and, and Joe. You know, it's it's awesome. You know, we got a little community here. Yeah. You know, we, I'm sure everybody knows you. We talk shit to each other all the time, but it's it's great that you know we're we're pr pretty solid folks around here. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, thank you again for coming on, and folks, for everybody who listened, I I appreciate you taking the time to enjoy us, and uh, you know, hopefully you cracked a couple of beers with us and took the time to listen to the top 10 Mallard's tough guys of all time. Thank you again for tuning into the five for fighting podcast presented to you by six pack coverage. Hope everybody has a great night. And if you're listening to this on your way to work, hope you have a great morning and happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Hope you guys have a great holiday. Thank you. you er, excuse me. Thank you. everybody so much. For for have a good one.